welcome to another episode of Talking to Myself. I'm your host, Jake Letizia, and this is the podcast where I look into a camera and I talk to myself. How's it going? How you doing? Hope you're doing well. Hope you're doing good. Hope everything in your life is fucking awesome. I'm going to listen for two seconds to make sure the audio sounds good. Hello. Hello. Yes, it sounds pretty fucking good. All right. Dope. I'm still paranoid from two episodes ago where I had to re-record the entire thing because my mic sounded all staticky and f- robotic and fucked up. Still a little paranoid, so might need to check at the top. Even though I checked before I started recording, might need to check during as well, just in case. Anyway, I feel pretty bad right now, dude. Is what it is, but I do feel bad. I uh, It's Saturday, and this is com- I'm recording this Saturday afternoon, and it's coming out Saturday e- early evening slash night. This is probably the latest I've ever recorded the podcast, which doesn't really make any sense because I just got unemployed this week. I just started not having a job this week. Just started my vacation, bro. Uh, And my my self-imposed vacation. Well, my my forced vacation because the show I worked on disintegrated into nothingness and doesn't exist anymore. But self-imposed in that I'm like, hey, man, instead of looking for a job right away, I'm going to chill the fuck out. So I'm on my vacation right now. So I got plenty of time to record the podcast in a moment where it's not going to bother or interrupt anyone's plans. But instead, for some reason, I was chilling so hard this week that I decided to do it Saturday afternoon during when my roommate and a friend of his were watching a movie. They're watching a movie, having a good time, giggling, laughing, and I'm like, damn, I might need it it to be silent in here. (laughs) And they were very nice, and they suggested, they were like, do we need to turn this off? It's all good if we do. It's up to you. I'm like, don't leave it up to me, because now I feel terrible. And they were fine with it, and they were cool with it, and it's all good, and nothing bad has happened, but do I still feel bad about it? Yes, dude. Does interrupting a fun time make me always feel shitty? Absolutely, dude. Is it? Do I also feel doubly shitty because I could have avoided this and I could have just recorded it at an appropriate time where it bothered no one this week so that right now they could be still enjoying a movie and having a great time? Yes, dude. Yes, that is the that is the main piece that makes me feel shitty. Is that I'm like, damn, I had all the time in the world to not interrupt when Harry met Sally. You know what I'm talking about? I had all the time in the fucking world and I fucked it up. Anyway, it's fine. They're very cool people, so they were all cool with it. Anyway, that's the energy I'm coming into this podcast with. What's up? Super late for no reason, but hey, how you doing? Anyway, uh, wouldn't it be cool to shoot yourself in the middle of a nightclub? <laughs> The other night I had this thought and maybe it's too dark of a thought. Maybe it's too dark of a thought. That's why I'm going to share it here because on this podcast, I like to, the things that bought that disturb people when I say uh, it to them in conversation, I like to record forever on this podcast, (laughs) but I was hanging out with some people and we were walking through Midtown and maybe it was just the fact that we're walking through Midtown that made me in such a bad mood. I mean, that's definitely part of it. You walk through Midtown in the middle of the night, you walk through Midtown at midnight and you want to fucking kill yourself and everyone around you. That's just the natural feeling 
Okay, that's the natural instinct. You don't do it because you're not a monster, but the natural feeling when you're in fucking Times Square, especially at midnight, is why are we all here? We're all here because we've made a mistake in life. Everyone in Times Square at midnight has made the wrong decision. Do you understand what I'm saying? Everyone in that fucking clusterfuck of, of, of bullshit at midnight in the a.m., has made the wrong decision in life. Maybe it was a series of wrong decisions, but whatever drove you to that moment, you fucked up. And so because you feel that fucked upness all around you and you feel like, hey, all of us are wrong in this moment for being here, you kind of wish that everyone, including yourself, would perish, okay? Either by your hand or someone else's. You feel that in your soul. It's not a good thought. I don't like the thought, but it's the th- it's a thought that's in there. <laughs> uh, have I said this on in in fucking I mean even during the day you go to Times Square and you're like hey we should probably gas this once a year have I said this on the podcast before <laughs> maybe this is too fucked up to say but it but it's a thought in my brain so fuck it I just think the Times Square like once a year we should be like hey if you're in Times Square on July 7th uh, you will die. We're gonna we're gonna release poisonous gas all throughout Times Square, and if you are there on that day, you will fucking die. I just think they should do it because it'll thin out the herd a little bit. It'll make it so that like people really. It'll make Times Square feel more of how it is. Uh, you know, a place where you should probably die. You know, so Times Square just feels like a place where you get there and you're like, this should be the end of it. <laughs> This is so fucked and overwhelming and awful. I this should be oh my life my heart should cease to fucking move. I should my heart should run out of beats while I'm walking towards the M&M shop. That's what should happen. Anyway, also I think if it's a thing where they announce to New York City and the world like hey, on this day you'll die if you go there, then it's not malicious, it's informative. It's like hey, you will die if you go there that day. So don't go there. And then if people are like and there will be this contingency of people will be like fuck you, that's anti-American, that's un-American. I'm going there. I'm going to go there. You guys can't do that. You're not allowed to do that. And then all those people will go, they'll die. And then, you know, there'll be another wave of people the following year. It's like, you can't do it twice in a row. And then after three times in a row, you know, the rule three strikes you're out. After three times in a row, people will be like, let's just not go to Times Square on the 7th. <laughs> let's just not go to Times Square on the 7th. And there'll be the one dude who didn't watch the news, who just never watches the news. And it's like, yeah, I mean, it might be me, to be honest. One day, me not watching the news, not realizing what day it is, will wander into Times Square and exit because I wanted to see a fucking movie. At, at a bad theater. I just saw fucking Doctor Strange at AMC Empire 25. Why the fuck did we do that, you know? Every time I go to a theater in the middle of Times Square, I go, what the fuck is wrong with me? What the fuck was I doing? What was I thinking, dude? And then also, I didn't enjoy the movie that much, so I just was in a movie I didn't like in the heart of, of, of the shithole of fucking Times Square. I was in the center of the worst feeling of my life. And it was all my doing. (laughs) And in that moment, I was like, somebody should gas me. Someone should fucking kill me, dude. Someone should shoot me in the head. Someone should take me out. And so what I'm saying is I'm not separate from this plan. I also will probably die going to Times Square accidentally. And I'm saying maybe it deserves to happen. Anyway, that's not even what I want to talk about. (laughs) 
I was walking through Times Square and feeling bad, feeling all these things. And we were walking uh, towards 30 Rock. We got out of Times Square. We're walking towards 30 Rock because we're like, fuck it. It might be fun to go to 30 Rock in the middle of the night. And on our way to 30 Rock, there was some club that was um, had a giant line out the door. It was all like young kids, all people in like their early 20s waiting forever to get into this club that probably is not that great. And I was just on the outskirts walking by, getting annoyed at the fact that we were just in Times Square, getting annoyed at the fact that these people would like waste their night waiting for it for a bar. I'm like, bro, you guys are so young. You guys are doing this because you you feel you feel the uh, excess of time that you have when you're er in your early 20s. You'll wait outside a nightclub to get in because you think that's a worthwhile uh, way to spend your time but when you're 28 29 when you're fucking right if when you're knocking to the door of 30 uh if somebody says to you hey do you want to wait two hours in line for a nightclub you look at them and you go hey do you want me to murder you right now do you want me to fucking what are you talking about dude what are you talking about bro i'd rather you punch me in the face and i'm knocked out for two hours than wait for a nightclub that i'm gonna get into and pretend like i enjoy it even though i don't because i'm hoping that maybe i'll talk to a lady who i probably won't like because this is an environment that i already don't like if you're in an environment you don't like you probably won't meet a person you like you understand what i'm saying anyway just wasting time in the hopes of fucking. That's most of your early 20s. Wasting huge amounts of time because you might maybe have sex with a human. That's that's what you're doing. And I think something about that bothered me. And I was like, what, wouldn't it be fun if you were going to kill yourself to go into the middle of a nightclub where all these young 20-year-olds are chilling and all these young people who are just like wasting their fucking time. Wouldn't it be fun to just shoot yourself in the middle of a nightclub? <laughs> Cause then you don't just ruin uh, your night. You ruin, like you don't just ruin your life or end your life. You ruin everyone's night. <laughs> and not only do you ruin everyone's night, but you like ruin kind of most, like a couple years of each of their lives. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right? If you're gonna, if you're gonna bring trauma, when you kill yourself, you bring trauma to somebody's life. If you do it in the middle of a nightclub, you bring trauma to the maximum amount of people's lives possible. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying if you're already gonna bring trauma, you might as well have somebody, you might as well have people like come together in that trauma. And I'm saying this to uh, the people I'm walking with, and I'm just and I'm I'm describing the logic behind it too. And I'm saying it like it makes total sense, like they should be on board with it. But the more I'm saying it, the more this person I'm telling it to just looks at me and goes, "Are you okay? <laughs> Do you need to talk to somebody? Are you okay?" And part of me was like, "Well, I'm not really that okay. I mean, there are um, there's things in in part of me that are a little sad and fucked up, and I, maybe I should go talk to somebody. But also, I blame you because you're the one who said we should walk through Times Square. Do you know what I'm saying? This dark thought is brought to you by the M&M store. Okay, when you're at the M&M store, you want murder to happen. All right, I blame I blame her for suggesting it and the M&M shop for existing. That's what I blame for that extremely dark thought that I had.
Now, would I ever kill myself in the middle of a nightclub? No. Do I actually believe that if you're going to kill yourself, you should subject as much trauma onto as many people as you can? No, of course not. Of course, I don't think that. But for some reason in that moment, I thought it was very funny. <laughs> and maybe it was because I was having such, such a bad time. Sometimes you're having such a bad time, you feel so awful in your gut that you that something really fucked up pops into your brain and it is funny for an instant, you know? But sometimes you don't need to share that with the people you're walking around with. You know what I'm saying? I probably should have kept that to myself, laughed at it, and then waited till I got home and was comfortable and was playing a video game and having a nice time where then in that moment I would go, hey, thank God I didn't say that to anyone because that was truly deranged what I thought. <laughs> that was truly deranged what I thought and I don't even believe in it hours later. So good thing I didn't say that to a person like it was an idea I really wanted to fucking execute upon. <laughs> oh, fuck. Anyway, Top Gun's coming out. <laughs> Top Gun's coming out. I'm pretty psyched about it. Top Gun Maverick. And um Top Gun Maverick's coming out and all the reviews are like you will you cannot believe how fucking good this movie is. You will not believe how amazing this film is. Like every single review is like see it in theaters, see it in IMAX. You can't f fucking comprehend how awesome this movie actually is. Because it's a it's a sequel to a movie from like 87 years ago. So of course people are already like, "Hey, this probably won't be that good." Uh and then so when it comes out and it's fucking incredible, when it comes out and it's just another Mission Impossible movie, people are like, God damn, all right, never mind, go see it. Because this is the thing. People, a lot of people were like, yeah, I don't know if I'll see the new Top Gun because the first Top Gun's not that good. And I was trying to explain to people, I was saying, no, you don't understand. Top Gun is, Top Gun is a movie that Tom Cruise happened to be in. But Top Gun Maverick is a Tom Cruise movie. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, if you've seen any of the Mission Impossibles in the last 10 years, Tom Cruise is is basically the fucking Orson Welles of the Mission Impossible franchise. And from the moment I saw the trailer for Top Gun, the first trailer for Top Gun, uh, you see a shot from inside the, the cockpit of a fighter jet of Tom Cruise flying a fighter jet. You see from inside the cockpit, and I immediately went because I saw the last Mission Impossible and he's actually flying a helicopter and he's actually like climbing a rope into a helicopter and he's actually jumping from one building to another and he's actually driving against traffic. I see, you know, he actually hung from a fucking airplane. I, I having seen those movies was like, oh, he's definitely actually flying this jet. And whoever I was with was like, no, there's no way that's possible. And I'm like, bro, have you ever heard of Mission Impossible? He does the impossible, you dumb fuck. I know it's a movie, but also non-fictionally, Tom Cruise does the impossible. And why does he do it? I've talked about it on the podcast before. Because he wants to die. <laughs> okay. 
I'm going to see Tom Cruise Maverick. I'm going to see that movie that is in space that he's doing because I want to see the movie that he ends up dying while making because that's what he's doing. I've ta- I've said this the last time Mission Impossible came out and I'll say it again right now. I, I, want, I, I can't wait to watch. Oh, also, yes. I, it was confirmed to me, Tom Cruise is flying the fighter jet. And when that happened, I looked at my friend, I go, bro, he does the impossible. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> but anyway, I'm going to see Tom Cruise Maverick because I want to see uh, how close Tom Cruise comes to dying. And I can't wait for the headline to come out that's like, Tom Cruise dies on newest movie. They're going to CGI the rest of his body. He's, uh, But he's happy to be in Zuna with the Zetas and the Thetas of the whatever the fuck Scientology believes in after you die. I can't wait to see the headline. Tom Cruise dies in newest movie that takes place in space, underwater, and inside of your mother's asshole. I can't wait to see that headline because I'm going to see that movie and it's going to be what Tom Cruise wanted. Tom Cruise is doing stunts like this because he wants to die, dude. It's it's Tom Cruise's versions of Valhalla. You know how Vikings want to die in battle so they can enter Valhalla? Well, Tom Cruise needs to die in a film set to enter fucking Xenu or whatever the Scientology heaven is. I don't know. I don't know what Scientology afterlife entails. I don't know if you go to Epstein's Island, but people are floating instead of fucking children. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. (laughs) I don't know what's going on in, in Scientology once you die, but I do know that Tom Cruise wants to die. There's a reason why this, the, the, the crew keeps switching over every movie he does. I think that's true. I'm not sure, but it's because they're like, Hey man, I don't really want to watch what's going on with this dude. I don't really want to see him fall from an airplane. I don't want to see it, dude. And I bet you Tom Cruise is walking through set being like, Oh yeah, we're, I'm going to do this death defying stunt. And they're all like, why, why do you want to do this, Tom? And he's like, well, hopefully I'll die. And then I'll finally feel at peace. And they're like, what bro? And he's like, a film set is a war zone, dude. I'm a warrior of film. An actor is a Viking. And this set is my battleground. And once I die, I will be able to join Xenu and the Xeons and go to Epstein's Island and and fly around with uh, uh, fucking uh, seals. I don't know. With fucking... I'll be I'll be an eagle soaring through. I'll be the, I'll, I'll be flying around with American eagles on Epstein's Island. I don't know why I think Epstein's Island is where you go when you die in Scientology, but that it just makes the most sense to me, dude. I don't know why. It's probably not where you go. I mean, that place seems extremely fucked up, but for some reason, I mean, Scientology also seems fucked up. And in my gut, in my soul, I'm like, yeah, dude, when you die in Scientology, you have to go to a fucked up place. It must be that island. <laughs> That island feels like fucked up human beings paradise. So naturally my brain is like Scientology. That's where you go. Anyway, he's like, this is my only way to paradise. Once I die, I need to die. I need to fucking dangle, uh, from a bungee cord and snap my own neck. I need to do it, dude. I need to jump off the freedom tower and then land on an airplane and hopefully fucking fall through the airplane. Cause it's not secured right and hit the ground and, and, eviscerate i hope that happens but as but we're but we're not going to do it on purpose because that doesn't count we're not going to do it on purpose if you die in battle on purpose as a viking you don't get to go to valhalla is that true i don't know i'm assuming it's true and if you die on a film set without the proper precautions set in place for the stunt then you don't actually get to go to epstein's island with xenu you don't get to do it so it needs to be 
uh, security. You need to have the right security measures. You you need to have the right uh, first aid. You need to make sure that if Tom Cruise can be saved, he will be. But at the same time, that's why the that's why the stunt keeps getting pushed. The stunt keeps getting pushed to more and more fucked up shit because you know. He wants to do something that that safety precautions cannot account for. <laughs> That's why he's going to space, dude. He's like, man, if I'm in the middle of space and there's it's just me and a camera, and then something goes haywire with my suit, my head will explode and I'll and I'll be in paradise. That's what Tom Cruise is trying to do. He wants to die, bro. And good for him. If that's what he wants to do, if that's how he wants to go, Godspeed. You know, or Xenu speed, whatever he believes in. You know? If that's what he wants to do, he can go do it. I'm not going to stop the man. He's an adult, okay? The only thing I have a problem with is him recasting the uh, woman from the first uh, uh, Top Gun. What is that shit, bro? (laughs) Just because she didn't age as gracefully as you, Tom Cruise, doesn't mean she can't still be your love interest, bro. What? You tell me that love dies, dude? I thought love was undying. I thought love was undying, dude. I thought love was forever. And you're telling me that because this lady didn't have a good, a good enough career, because this lady didn't make enough money off her movies to be able to inject children's fucking cum in her face to make her younger, that you got to replace her with Jennifer Connelly? Jennifer Connelly's a beautiful woman, dude. She aged very well. But this woman... You had a legendary sex scene with this woman. We can't have the older version of that? You're going to deprive us of the older version of the half-kissing sex scene from Top Gun 1 with that fucking music that I can't, I, I know in my head, but I can't reiterate to a camera right now? You're going to deprive us of a fucking extremely intense sex scene? What the fuck, dude? Or not even a sex scene, a fucking intense half makeout with with thrusting and blue light. You're going to deprive us of the 2022... 2022 version of that or are you going to do that with Jennifer Connelly is there going to be a weird sex scene in this movie I need to know anyway I don't know Jennifer Connelly's great I'm glad uh, you know good for I'm glad she's in the movie because she's awesome but at the same time I looked up this woman from the first movie who's you know what the fact that I don't know her name is probably why they didn't put her in the movie and that stinks bro I should know her name dude it's my fault if I knew her name and more of us knew her name she'd be in that movie and Tom Cruise would be making out with her and she'd be like yo act and because it's 2022 she'll be like yo you know what let me fly a plane fuckface Maybe maybe that's the real reason. Maybe they did ask her to do the movie and she was like, Tom, you're an old friend. It was nice doing that first movie with you, but now you're in a whole different element. Now, when I made that movie with you for uh, the first time, you were not in Scientology and you weren't trying to kill yourself on set. And now you're fully in Scientology and you definitely want to die. I don't want to be there to see you going to the great beyond. I don't want to see it. Don't want to be a part of it. Don't want to be a part of your assisted suicide via fucking a big budget film don't want to do it dude i'm gonna sit this one out maybe that's what happened i don't know i don't know they they're they bring back they brought back a lot of motherfuckers for these uh late game sequels they brought back fucking uh leia and luke and they weren't doing much they weren't doing much i don't know some people might be like well no they were more pro i guess they were more star wars is bigger than top gun of course that's true but yeah, I mean, the point I'm trying to make here doesn't even make any sense, so let's just drop it. <laughs> <laughs> but 
about to compare fucking the woman, the love interest in Top Gun to fucking Leia Organa. What the fuck am I talking about? What am I talking about, dude? What am I saying, dude? Not even a, not a fair comparison in any way, bro. People remember Top Gun as the movie that dudes watched because they were gay, but they kept it deep down, you know? <laughs> Top Gun is the essential closeted gay man's film, dude. Which is chill, which is cool, man. When I was watching it, my friend was watching it and it was the first time me seeing it. And I was watching it going like, oh, I get why this movie was popular. This is like, this is like porn. It has that weird straight sex scene, but the whole time you're watching the movie and you're like, I, some of these dudes should be fucking. <laughs> some, a dude's better fucking the new Top Gun. That's all I know. I know that Tom Cruise is more concerned with flying a fighter jet and dying, but he better have the boys fuck. He better have two dudes fuck, bro. It's 2022. That first movie was so homoerotic. He, the, the, it makes sense that the fucking sequel 90 years later will have two dudes fucking hardcore. It's got to be in there, dude. I want to see two dudes fucking hardcore, and I want to see another weird uh, uh, half-makeout heterosexual scene. That's what I want to see, dude. I want to see a, a scene that... I, I want to see it both. I want to see it all. Why make another Top Gun if you're not going to have two dudes fucking it? You know what I'm saying? It's like when they made Charlie's Angels, and, and I was like, why didn't you make it all gay dudes? Why did you not make Charlie's Angels all gay men? Why, did, why was Billy Eichner not the star of the Charlie's Angels remake? What the fuck are you doing, bro? Kristen Stewart? No offense to her, but uh, my boy Billy Eichner would have murdered that shit. Can you imagine that? Billy Eichner? At least have him be one of the angels. If Billy Eichner was a Charlie's angel, that would have been so fucking tight, dude. I would have seen that movie in a second. That movie wouldn't have bombed. That movie would have fucking skyrocketed. <laughs> Billy on the street is one of the angels? I'm seeing that day one. Charlie's Angels should have been Billy Eichner, Eric Andre, and then whoever the fuck, John Oliver, whoever the fuck, other people, dude. <laughs> Neil Patrick Harris, Billy Eichner, Neil Patrick Harris, Eric Andre. Should have been three of the Angels. That would have been tight as fuck, dude. Are there only three Angels? No, they're like five, right? Anyway, what am I talking about? Tom Cruise. I hope to see a movie one day. Uh, if that's what you want, because this is a bit, and I don't know if you actually want to die, but if it, it seems like you do, so kudos to you. I would, I loved, I, I'm looking forward to seeing the movie where you achieve your dream. <laughs> okay. I hope it's a great film. I'm sure it will be a great film. It'll be the best used of post, uh, postpartum CGI ever done postmortem CGI will be the best version of it ever enacted in a film <laughs> um yeah anyway Doctor Strange wasn't that great but what are you gonna do that's the uh timer for the first part I'll see you guys in the second part what's up I'm back um yeah dude I was rewatching Blade. Speaking of movies, I'll just talk about this real quick. I was rewatching Blade, and that movie is incredible. That's one of the fucking best Marvel movies of all time. Um, I don't understand why people sleep on it. Uh, a lot of people haven't seen it. A lot of people sleep on it, and uh, it's fucking incredible. And the thing about that movie is that it is almost perfect, except for the fact that um, 
the sunblock thing is stupid as fuck. There's a, there's a, you know, Blade is the daywalker. So he's a vampire that can go out during the day because he's half human, half vampire. But there's a part in the movie where the villain starts wearing sunblock so he can go out in the day and it's dumb. <laughs> there's a scene where him and his girlfriend are like making out and they're like rubbing white shit on each other's faces. And I literally, as a joke said, is that sunblock? Like, thinking there's no way that's sunblock. Maybe it's lube. I don't know why they're rubbing lube on each other's faces. Maybe it has something to do with biting people. I don't know. But there's no way it's sunblock. That's silly. And then in the next scene, they're murdering one of the head vampires. Because uh, the sun is coming up. But all of them are fine because they're wearing sunblock. What? If if sunblock protected you from the sun as a vampire, wouldn't ever wouldn't all of them just 24/7 be wearing sunblock just in fucking case? What are we talking about here? Like what are we talking about? And then also um it's like hard to know what they're implying because is the dude like super pale cuz he's a vampire or is he super pale because he's wearing eight layers of sunblock? I don't know, but it's the only part of the movie where I'm like, "Eh, I don't like that." But the rest of it's tight as fuck, dude. Blade's awesome. The love interest is fucking dope as hell. It's so funny that movies back in the day, it's just like Blade and the love interest. <laughs> they like actively don't say the person's name. <laughs> fucking wild. I, 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 although, although in that movie, they give her so much to fucking do. That movie was so ahead of its time, bro. First, for, I think that was the first black superhero on camera. And it was also one of the first Marvel movies. I think it might have been the first Marvel movie. And the and 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 the woman in it, uh, alongside him, she fucking is doing everything alongside Blade. She fucking saves Blade at the end, bro. That was the error of the damsel in distress, and fucking Blade was the damsel at the end, and she offers up her blood for him so that he can fucking defeat the villain. Bro, what are we even talking about here? That movie was so ahead of its time. The, the cops in that movie are super realistic in the beginning of the movie. <laughs> They're in a hospital. Blade's trying to kill some dude who was in the morgue. And the dude in the morgue bites uh, uh, this woman. Um, and uh, and uh, Blade picks her up and starts running with her. And the cops see him do this and they just start unloading on him. And then she, he throws her to a building then jumps to the building and the cops from the window, like two stories away, just start unloading on blade. And you're like, damn dude, these cops are very realistically fucking racist, dude. What are they doing? What are you doing, dude? He's holding a civilian and you're just fucking unloading on him. What are you doing, dude? She clearly is an injured doctor. What the fuck are you guys doing, dude? Anyway, and then later in the movie, Blade, you know, it's on purpose. It def it's on purpose. They're trying to be realistic because then later in the movie, Blade was like aiming his gun and he didn't get a good shot. So he doesn't shoot. And you're like, damn, dude, they should fucking Blade should be teaching the police proper goddamn gun etiquette. What is going on? <laughs> anyway, but you know what was a funny thing, though, is that my friend was like, uh, these cops are bringing assault rifles to, to a hospital. That's a little much. He goes, that's, that's fucking racist. And I was like, well, <laughs> I go, bro, definitely these cops shooting at blade. Who's holding a civilian lady who's holding a pedestrian who they should be saving. Definitely him just shooting without abandon at them nonstop for no reason is racist as hell. 
But them bringing assault rifles to a hospital, uh, where the where 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 a man, a vampire man, just came back to life in the morgue and started biting people, and then Blade showed up with the samurai sword and chopped his arm off. I think I think bringing an assault rifle to that kind of situation makes a lot of sense. <laughs> Definitely when they showed up and saw Blade and started shooting at him without, with almost no fucking provocation, that was racist as hell. But they probably got a call and was like, hey man, a dude came back to life and is now murdering people. And now some other dude in a trench coat just chopped his arm off with a samurai sword. I bet you the the people on the other end of the call were like, we should probably bring the best guns we got. (laughs) I don't blame him for that, dude. When, you, when you're dealing with the paranormal, I think you can bring an assault rifle. That's all I'm saying, dude. I think there are legitimate arguments to defund the police, but if there are vampires running around the city, we might need to keep keep a couple of assault rifles. <laughs> um, anyway, what the fuck am I talking about? Silliness. All silliness. I'm joking around. But, um... The fuck was I saying? Oh, Blade. Yeah, the sunblock thing is a little silly. The sunblock thing is a little silly. Um, but what I wanted to talk about was, oh, what the fuck? Oh, that's what I was talking about. Okay, True Love. Yeah, because I was talking about Tom Cruise with True Love. So I was on a date the other day. Um. And I guess this is a, well, she told me something that is what I want to talk about, but I will just say I was on a date the other night and it went bad, of course. <laughs> and not like the date was bad. It was just like, you know, the usual thing of online dates. When you go on an online date, what mostly happens is, and I've said this before on the podcast, but what mostly happens is you match with somebody. You're like, oh, maybe this will be fun. Then you meet them, uh, on the date and you see them and immediately in your gut, you're like, I don't want to be here. That's, that's just what most of online dating is. I don't feel good about it. I don't think it's a good feeling, but anybody who's been on an online date, they will tell you 90% of dates is you go, yeah, I guess I'll go on a date with this person. And you start thinking that they're a certain thing. And then you get on the date and you see them and you go, Oh, how the fuck do I get out of here right now? what's the quickest way out of this fucking situation right now? And then in the middle of the date, you're like, you're like listening and you're trying to be a good date and you're like having a decent enough time. But in your head, you're like, I hate this so fucking much. And there's a TV playing over the bar and you start looking at that more and more. And then you see on the bar, you see on the TV that there's a commercial for Taco Bell's new, uh, toasted chalupa cheddar toasted chalupa and then you see that on the screen and then you're like damn dude i how i wish i was at fucking taco bell instead of on this date (laughs) you start seeing that and you're like damn dude i would be enjoying my life so much more eating that shitty food rather than being talking to this person whose brother i won't remember you know what i'm saying I'm just sick of learning about people's brothers that I don't, I won't need to know about the next night, the next day. Dude, I don't, I'm good, bro. (laughs) 
I'm sick of waiting for Ubers for women. I don't want to kiss goodnight. You know what I'm saying? It's hard. It's hard to go on dates if you're not a fucking asshole. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes I wish I was a little shittier, but I don't like to be shitty. It's hard to be shitty, man. It takes courage to be shitty. I was on this date that I didn't want to be on and she called an Uber and instead of being like, all right, cool, have a good night, I waited with her for her Uber. It took like eight minutes. And then I feel bad because I'm putting in her head that I like her enough to wait for an Uber. But no, I'm just like, hey, you know, you're you're all here by, you're here by yourself. It's fucking late. I don't know. I'll just wait here just in case. I don't know. The city's a little wild. <laughs> I've seen men approach women who are alone and say weird shit. I'll stand next to you. I don't mind. But then she texts me, you know, I got home safe. And I'm like, nah, that's not all right. I'm glad you did. But that's not I don't want to go on another one of these. <laughs> you know, men will complain. Men will complain about how they have to pursue women. And I've complained about it. And sometimes it's it's it, it does get rough and annoying that you have to that that society is set up in such a way where it's expected for the man to pursue the woman. That is annoying sometimes. But sometimes it 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 is very beneficial to you uh, as a man because then if you don't want to go on a second date, you rarely ever have to. <laughs> if you don't want to go on a second date, you just don't follow up for another date. Women have to fucking shut it down. You know what I'm saying? Women often get asked on another date and they have to be the ones to either not respond at all and make this guy into a bitter psycho or... Which he shouldn't, by the way. If someone, if you ask somebody on a second date, they don't respond. It's happened to me before. Or you ask somebody on a second date, they do respond, but then you follow up and then like it just fizzles. You don't. It's it is what it is, man. It is what it is. They don't have the privilege of not, of not of being the ones who set up the date. Sometimes they do. Sometimes people defy uh, type. And I'm not saying I agree with these types. I don't. I, I wish women would pursue men more. I wish, I, 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 you know, I wish that it was more even, you know, especially in times of pushing, like having things be more equal and trying to push equality forward. I would love the dating scene to be a little more, we all pursue each other. Boy, what are you going to do? Anyway, in this specific instance, it's nice to just be like, I'm not going to ask for another date and this is done. <laughs> I'm not going to ask for another date and this is over. I'm just going to go get, I'm just going to go get, go get this chalupa. And I did bro. The next day I got one of those fucking chalupas and I felt very satisfied. But anyway, what I wanted to talk about was, um, on the date, she was telling me about how the love lock bridge in Paris needed to be taken down because the locks were weighing the bridge down. <laughs> And I really thought to myself, that is so depressing and sad, but so funny because is there, is there a better way to portray the reality that like love does end love ends and not only does it end, but it fucking love weighs you down and crushes your chest until you're fucking sinking and drowning in the water. What a beautiful metaphor for love. <laughs> The fucking exhausting weight of everybody's eternal love. Fuck that entire bridge up. <laughs> Which is what love does to the human soul. It is so good and so amazing, but also it destroys your whole being. 
It weighs you down so fucking much that one day someone needs to come along and reconstruct your whole bridge. (laughs) You as a person need to be reconstructed at some point because love has weighed you down so deeply. And someone's like, hey man, you're about to drown. Let me fix you up. You get divorced and then someone else comes along and you're like, let's try it out again. (laughs) Fuck, I'm sweating a lot. Hold on. That's right, dude. That's right. I'm using a fucking towel to wipe myself down. I don't give a fuck, dude. That's how hot it is. That's how hot these lo- this light gets, bro. Fuck, I need the air conditioner. Here's the thing, bro. Even if I had the air conditioner in right now, I can't use it. Because then you hear the air conditioner. So I am just forced to fucking bake doing this podcast. But it's all good because I'm having a good time. Anyway, isn't that funny? I don't know. I just thought that was funny. The Lovelock Bridge was going to sink if they did not fucking take the locks off. So they just shattered everyone's love. Like, imagine if you were a person who put your lock on that bridge and then you heard about that. I think that everyone should have to get divorced if their lock gets taken off. That's what I think. I think if you have... For every lock taken off, they need to find out who put it there and they need to uh, 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 force them to have a divorce or get separated. Listen, I understand that you think that your love is eternal, but physically speaking, the the world, the universe has dictated that it isn't eternal, okay? The whole thing was your love will last as long as this lock is unbroken and the the lock is broken. So you guys got to fucking skedaddle. You guys got to go your separate goddamn ways right now or else you are betraying the universe's uh, uh, intentions. Okay. The universe's request is for all you people to fucking say goodbye to your loved one right now. Damn, the universe hates love, man. The universe hates love. That's what we can uh, surmise from that. From that love lock bridge. Also, it's funny because they're taking the locks off and they're like restructuring the bridge. Also, I don't know if any of this is true. This person told me this. I don't know her well. This is my first time meeting her. She could be lying. But on the off, on, on the on the assumption that she's not, I'm going to just talk about this for way too long. <laughs> anyway, I believe that. I believe that's true. So that'd be a weird fucking thing to make up. Even if it's not true, it's true now, dude. It's true in my heart and my mind forever. Even if a year from now, someone's like, no, they never did that to the bridge. I'll be like, listen, dude, I believe, I believe the lady I was on a date with. Okay. Fuck you. <laughs> it was fun to believe it. So I did. That's sad. That is a sad thing that, that, that some things are so fun to believe that you're just like, I know it isn't true, but I'm going to believe it. But this is true. I'm going on a tangent. doesn't matter what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, um, what are they going to... So what is... So they have to restructure the bridge or they're making a new bridge. Here's the thing that's going to happen is people... Are they going to make the bridge in a way where if people start putting locks on it, it won't get weighed down? Like, are they going to make the bridge uh, uh, with the idea in mind that people are going to fuck it up. 
Are they going to make a super light bridge? Are they going to make a bridge that needs locks on it or else cars will drive over it and it'll fall apart? Like what is, how do you structurally make a bridge that people are going to fuck up? Because if you get rid of that bridge and they make a new one, lots of motherfuckers are going to be putting locks on that one. Like people are not going to, if there's one thing I know about humanity is that we do not let our traditions die. (laughs) Especially if it's very self-involved and it's very self-involved. I'm not saying it's wrong. I think it's cute and beautiful to put a lock that commemorates your love on a bridge. But if somebody told me you're going to fuck up that bridge forever, if everyone does it, I would be like, Well, it would depend. If I was single at the time, I'd be like, yeah, man, I won't put a lock on there. But if I was deeply in love, I'd be like, fuck you, dude. I'm commemorating this shit. (laughs) If you're in love, it makes you very selflessly selfish. You know what I'm saying? It makes you very selfless for that one individual, but selfish for the fact that, that you give a fuck about that individual. Do you know what I'm saying? It's the, it's the, it's the whole last of us thing. At the end of The Last of Us, you you save Ellie and fuck and and potentially fuck up the world from getting a vaccine for the fungal virus. Uh, if you don't know The Last of Us, I guess you don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. The Last of Us is about this fungal virus that turns people into zombies, and the and the little girl that you're with the whole game who becomes a surrogate for your daughter. She, uh, she's immune to the illness, and they're gonna make a, a cure out of her. But then um, it'll kill her if they make the cure. So you, as the main character and the father figure for this girl, kill everybody and save her. Now, was he acting selfishly? Yes. But was it also selfless? Yes. I mean, he's saving a life. It's not their right to take that life. I mean, it's not his right to take everyone else's life for that life. But at the same time, you know, we care about the people we care about. And I think with that love lock bridge, same thing goes. <laughs> you care about the person you care about. And if somebody's like, hey, man, you can't put a lock on this. It'll make the bridge fall. You're like, hey, man, uh, my one lock won't be the reason. It'll be uh, a ton of people's locks. I'm just going to pretend like my lock has got nothing to do with it. <laughs> as long as my lock isn't the last lock that sinks into the river, it's all good, dude. But yeah. So I wonder what's going to happen with that. Cause people are going to just, and it'll probably get filled up faster. Cause I bet you a lot of motherfuckers who heard about the bridge going down or being redone because of the locks. I bet you a lot of people are going to go back and re put their lock on, you know, not as many. Cause I'm sure a ton of people who put locks on there are now divorced. I'm sure a lot of people who put locks on there are definitely not together anymore. A lot of them are probably also dead. That's sad. That's the sad part is that the people who put their lock on there and then were married for the rest of their lives and then died in each other's arms, fucking died notebook style. Their, their lock is gone and they don't even know it, dude. They don't even know it. Sure. They're buried next to each other in the same cemetery, but they're not French, (laughs) you know, but their French cred is dead, dude. It's fully French to have a lock on that bridge. And now these guys are just two dead losers in a cemetery when they used to be fucking ultra French. <laughs> they used to be cool as fucking French as shit on a bridge. That's really why you do it. So you can become eternally French. And if you're eternally French, you are eternally cool. It just is what it is, dude. The French are cool, man. 
the French are cool. They're weird, and they say kind of they're kind of they're a little bit you know fucked up sometimes. <laughs> you know, during the Me Too movement, they were being a little fucking creepy and shitty, but they are cool. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> But I don't speak French. It's one of those things, you know? The French seem very cool to me, but I also don't speak the language, so I can't get a full gauge on the on the weird shit they might be saying. Do you know what I'm saying? It's like an accent. All accent... I've said this on the podcast probably more than once, but fuck it. It pertains to what I'm talking about. When you hear an accent, it sounds cool. Uh, uh, so much so that, like, you know... Someone could say something very stupid in a fucking French accent and you're like, damn, you're very sexy and cute. Because <laughs> you can't hear the stupidity in an accent. You don't know. You don't know what the valley girl version of French is. Do you know what I'm saying? You don't know what the broed out version of a French accent is. So if someone says like, I love hot dogs in French and you're like, damn, hot dogs are cool. But if you heard somebody in LA be like, I mean, I fucking love hot dogs. You'd be like, oh my God, who fucking invited her? <laughs> if someone's like, wee oui, wee, oui, I want to kiss your face. You'd be like, damn, this French guy sounds cool. But if some guy's like, yo, bro, let me fucking kiss your face, dude. You'd be like, ew, get him away from me. <laughs> this guy sounds fucking dumb as shit, dude. This guy sounds like he's mentally built different. <laughs> and built different, as we know, as anyone, if you listen to this podcast, you know, built different means dumb as shit. Built different means your brain built incorrectly, bro. It means you're a fucking idiot. Um... Damn, I talked about a lot of the shit on here. I hope this uh this headset I hope I hope it's recording fine. Sounds good. Sounds good still to me. Fuck yeah, dude. Um Yeah. Um I guess another thing I could talk about is uh we talked about Jersey Shore. I forget why it was brought up. Uh, while we were talking about Jersey Shore on the date I was on, but she was talking about how fun it was. And this was before that I said I was Italian. Although my last name, well, I guess on dating apps, they don't see, people don't see my last name. Because I feel like when you hear my last name, Letizia, you're like, oh, that's Italian as shit. That's a very Italian man. Um, he, he may not be a very Italian man, but his last name is very Italian. His last name makes me uh, believe that his father is from Naples. So she was talking about Jersey Shore for some reason. And she was saying how that was a great show. And I was like, oh yeah, I mean, it was a fun show. I watched it. I definitely watched it. And then she was kind of like getting in a weird area where she's like, yeah, I don't like Italian people getting mad at it. Like, I don't even understand. And then she was like, oh, I loved, I loved, she goes, I, I saw that it was running in Japan. I think she said Japan or China. And she goes, oh, and there the translation of the show's title changed the name to Macaroni Rascals. And she goes, so now for, like, I just call Italian people macaroni rascals. (laughs) 
And I was like, damn, dude, I'm going to have to tell my dad that he's a macaroni rascal. And then she laughed, but then realized I was Italian and kind of like backpedaled. And I was like, bro, it's all good. Macaroni rascal is a very funny thing to say. Is it extremely offensive? Yeah, dude, it's insane. But I get it. (laughs) You know, if there was a fucking, you know. If there was a, if you called somebody a, 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 a sashimi scoundrel, that'd be really fucked up, dude. <laughs> you know, macaroni rascal, sashimi scoundrel, you know, if you called somebody a, uh, uh, a burrito brawler, that wouldn't be great, dude. <laughs> Although all of these are pretty tight. Honestly, maybe, I don't know, dude. Macaroni, sca- macaroni rascal. Mac, Yeah. All I'm saying is, sure, macaroni rascal is offensive, and if you make a if you make a different version of that for other cultures, it definitely doesn't sound great. But at the same time, macaroni rascal is very funny. It's very funny, and I didn't mind it. Um, and honestly, dude, I am a bit of a macaroni rascal, bro. I'm a little bit of a rascal, and I eat lots of macaroni, dude. I do, bro. I love it, dude. I love the little rascals as a kid. The movie, not not the fucking TV show. <laughs> it's funny because a lot of us uh, have now gotten older and then everyone's like, yeah, the Little Rascals, the black and white TV show was fucked up. And I felt I felt good. I felt vindicated about that because whenever my uh, family showed me the black and white version, I was like, yo, this version sucks. Put on the fucking uh, uh, the, the color version where... Uh, the color movie version where fucking alfalfa is trying to get laid, dude, put that on, dude. I don't want to watch this weird black and white one. And I don't even understand what was happening in it at the time, but it felt fucked up for some reason. But the movie, I haven't watched the movie in a while. Maybe that's fucked up as well, but I'm pretty sure there's a clear difference of like the, the, the movie that came out, the modern movie was much more just about kids having fun. (laughs) I think, I don't know. I'm not an expert on the little rascals and I also am not a big defender of it. So if the movie is fucked up as well, my bad. <laughs> but that TV show definitely was. Um, yeah. Macaroni rascals, dude. There's a couple macaroni rascals in fucking... Uh, in Hook, dude. Remember that macaroni rascal in Hook? One of the Lost Boys was a fucking macaroni rascal. That guy was a that guy was a wild man. That guy. It's weird that they had like greasers in in a. Uh... It's weird that one of the Lost Boys was a greaser. <laughs> but I guess that makes sense, dude. A lot of greasers are Lost Boys, bro. A lot of greasers are Lost Boys. You ever see um, The Outsiders? Is that what it's called? No. What is that movie called? With Pony Boy. That is called the Outsiders, right? Anyway, those 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 greasers were lost souls, dude. Those greasers were lost souls, and uh, one of them burnt up, uh, and it was pretty fucked up. Anyway, stay golden, Pony Boy. I don't know what I'm saying. Anyway, that's the timer for the second part. I lost a little bit of steam at the end there. It is what it is, dude. This was a fun podcast. Uh, yeah, dude. The universe hates love. What are you gonna do? <laughs> If you have the love of your life right now, uh, go lock up that bridge and see if they can reconstruct it a second time. That's my advice. People can't stop love, dude. If they're going to reconstruct that bridge, we're going to put fucking twice as many locks on it and see what goes down. Anyway, 
Um, that's all I got for the podcast this week. Uh, yeah. Thank you for listening as always. I love you guys and I'll see you next week. Jay.